Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Overshare. I am Genevieve, your guide on your journey to self-actualization. It is a new month, new series, new opportunities to get your mindset right and level up on your self-awareness. Overshare is going to be focusing on mindfulness this month. And in that same vein, we're going to be focusing on our relationship with the environment. Uh, So this month, for all my lovely listeners, April the 22nd is Earth Day. So I thought it was pretty important to have people come on the show and tell their stories about One, how maybe they've started their businesses or their side hustles or their projects or anything that's uh, economic, I mean, economically, um, environmentally friendly uh, and they're getting paid for it or maybe making a business out of it. And like I said, maybe a side hustle. Today, I have the great honor of having Quincy on the show and he is here representing Balcony Box which is a local company here in Dallas right out of Dallas Dallas uh, where they actually I thought this was really cool they make planter boxes uh, for urban uh, people or basically city dwellers uh, that allows you guys to grow your own food in a very small space so I thought that was really cool because you know, we live in a big city. We live in Dallas. We got a lot of apartments now, a lot of condos, a lot of places where we don't have barely a yard <laughs> or anything like that to be able to grow food. And just, you know, just with the things, the way things are right now, I think with the world, um, we're going to talk about that with Quincy in a minute. Um, I don't know. I just, this whole concept really popped out at me when I came across Balcony Box and kind of saw what they were doing. They work with, you know, recycling centers here in, in the Dallas area too. They have a lot of, they have a lot of different things that they're doing uh, when it comes to um, growing your own food and who knows what the future will hold where we will all maybe need to be doing that at some point. But um, with that, I'm going to let Quincy tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about Balcony Box. Tell us how you're involved. Tell us all the things okay well i appreciate you having me on the show um i appreciate your excitement about it because um it was uh it was an idea it was a seed basically mm-hmm. pun intended um <laughs> that uh got planted in my mind during the pandemic uh i had been farming for at that time i say a year and a half almost two years mm-hmm. on about an acre and a half I had built, um, I messed up so many times, first off. Like, I didn't have, I had guidance, but my guidance was, we'll give you a space to go mess up. You know, which in farming, yeah. which teaches you about life, it's uh, it's not really a right and wrong, it's mm-hmm. best practice. Because, I mean, you can plant something on one corner, but that corner might have a shade tree, whereas the other corner doesn't. So, some of the practices always change. Okay. And, um which taught me a lot. So during the pandemic, um, the stores were closing right. early. Right. Everybody was panicking, right. including I was actually a little less panicked. I don't know, maybe because I was a central worker and okay. I was an outside essential worker. So I didn't have traffic for, you know, I knew I would have food because I was growing it. So I was a little less panicked. But uh, every a lot of people just uh, got very worried about what the future was going to hold. And it's crazy even thinking in hindsight because now we have a little more of a grasp on 
the season is coming and the variance and the Omicron and all of these things. But at that time, it was really like a a bomb drop. You know? Right. Nobody knew anything. We just knew we all was, wasn't feeling good at, a, at the same time. You got on Facebook one day and it was like, boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Anybody else? Feel, it was it was wild. It's, whoever makes a movie about it is going to get rich. So um, during that time, people were coming to my guard. Actually, it's funny because the same people, friends, that were like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you're farming now? Like, what is it? You're a rapper, you know, artist, and all of a sudden you're outside on a farm. Right. So they weren't poking fun at me. They was just kind of like rusing me a little bit. But those same people needed food. Yeah. You know? And uh, I remember um, I had like two rolls of lettuce. I probably had 150 pounds of red lettuce. And I sold out in a, maybe a week and a half. It was crazy. Okay. And um, as I was selling, people was kind of telling me why they had ventured out to the farm. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the store is closed. And I don't even, I don't, they didn't, mind you, something coming, at that time, something coming from California on a farm, touching the person who farmed it, the person who picks it up, the person who puts it in like yeah, puts they, in the grocery store. They stocks, were like, the I whole, don't. It was just yeah. I don't want to have twenty people touching something that's going in my body right now. So it was different yeah. types of reasons. But uh, they just as they told me these things, the main question I got over and over was, "How do I do this? How do they? How do you? How, fall, do, I, how, how do I grow do, my yeah, own food? How can I? How can I learn how to? How did you get into this? How did right? So um, a lot of my community and my friends are urban, of course, um, and, yeah. you know, in a certain sense, urban can mean black, you know? So, well, I mean, <laughs> in yeah, a certain sure. way, you know, like, or colored or, like, <laughs> or multi, multi-racial, you okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. So, but uh, mo- the the point is a lot of them didn't have the land I had access to. So you know what I mean? can you tell the listeners how you, when you say you started farming, did you have your own, like, you had your no, own piece of land? I didn't have my own or? land. I was contracted through a company to be able to basically farm for them and get paid for it and get a percentage of what I was getting out the ground. Okay. Luckily. You know what I'm saying? So they gave me the space to mess up. They gave me the space to learn. They gave me the space to heal. Um, I had just gotten shot, so I wasn't walking well. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot. lot (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, Quincy, tell us about about you, though. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself so the listeners know, like, where you're coming from, your background, and yeah, then yeah, we, we are we we're trying to get we got the farming part of it. Okay. So yeah, tell, <laughs> so tell us a little about you. I know you. Uh, I know you teach high school students. I do too. teach high school students now. Okay. Um, farming. Got, yeah, basically. Well, we're, oh, we're really? Build, we're okay. actually building a garden, and hopefully, we'll have a space on here to leave the uh, the uh, link to um, the donation because we we're doing it. We're yeah. a self funded school. Yeah, it's a, a prep school in Oak Cliff. Okay. Mostly, yeah, mostly African American and Mexican kids. We okay. only got about sixty kids from seventh to twelfth grade, so we get to kind of make our own curriculum. As long as we hit the Texas points, yeah. you know, yeah. we can yeah. do other. So like they do karate at twelve instead of PE. Okay. You know, they do farming instead of chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, yeah, they do business yeah. class instead of other things. Math. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I didn't want to say math. I didn't want no, to I mean, say it's, it's but they do business class instead of like math that possibly they won't understand till they're 40, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, um, 
that's now. But the way I got into farming is through um, activism. Okay. So I was always a, a, a advocate for the little guy. My dad kind of raised me like that. And um, I also did music for the last 10 to 12 years in Dallas. Pretty okay. successful, pretty well known. Okay. Um, my music name is QP. <laughs> if you look it up on Spotify, <laughs> I'm on there. It's really weird having the parallel universes all like come together at once. But that is why I chose something so uh, out of the norm is farming because I felt like my my influence could I could use the influence I had with the youth and with a certain genre of people okay. to shed light on something positive. So it was all about a platform to me, you know, even with rap, it was about a platform to talk about the inequalities in neighborhoods, the stories of those inequalities, yeah. the people who they affected. So I got into activism uh, early in my life, but I really got, when I got in it on my own without my dad, it was around the Mike Brown time <laughs> when it was getting, and I say Mike Brown, oh, no, you know what, Trayvon was like the sounding Board. Trayvon, Eric Garner, I think, in New York, and then Mike Brown. It was like a series. Sandra, it was just boom, boom, boom. Right, Feli right. Uh, Felice, Felice Castile. Uh, you know, it was just like that year and a half was just crazy, yeah, you just know? one after another. So I was angry. Admittedly, I was angry. Yeah. I was like, it's no way that I could be raised in elementary with these black and white photos of what happened before I got here. And then be here and it still be happening again, 50, 60, 70, 80. That infuriated me. No yeah. lie. And at the time, um, I had a son and I was like, yo, he if I'm going through it, he's definitely not going to go through it. So I marched, I yelled, I screamed, I posted just out of hurt, really. You know, yeah. it was hurt, a lot of hurt in that. Uh, seeing people die on cameras, I think a whole new world, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yes. after that stint, of maybe two to three years of just being around local activisms and uh, or activism groups and stuff like that, I got a call from City Hall, <laughs> ironically, and uh, the district I was in, District 10, Adam Magoo, shout out to Adam Magoo, uh, he's the councilman there, okay. and he had heard about my influence, but he also had heard about my you know, the way I was influencing, you know what I'm saying? Right. And he was like, yo, I want to teach you something, basically. He sat me down. We met at Cheddar's. I'll never forget. I had just actually gotten shot. Kay. I was still on crutches. Yeah, it's a story, man. <laughs> I was still on crutches. Still, um, my foot was still kind of bleeding through my cast. I was just really distraught, hurt, angry, just like kind of just lost, you know. But he took to me anyway. This white guy. It's like, yo, I believe in you. He looked me, I looked him through his soul too. Like, are you here for the right reasons? Because right. I know I'm influential and I'm not, I'm not going to be a puppet if you're not about helping. You know? Right. And to this day, I can say Adam Magoo has never not done something he said he was going to do. So that counts a lot nowadays. That counts a lot as a politician. I told him, I said, I said, it's a couple people we don't like. We don't like politicians, mechanics, car sales. <laughs> And lawyers, no, yeah, lawyers. No, kidding. no, say it like because <laughs> all of them are like we don't know what you're talking about, but we need you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, but he 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 was so real, and he just told me like, look, I know who you are. 
I know how powerful you are. I know what your message is. But he wanted to show me another side of how to get that message across. Yeah. So he started taking me to, I helped him on. I, first, I helped Beto on the campaign that they okay. took from him. Okay. Because they stole that. He won, <laughs> he won that campaign, bro. They stole it from him. I was out knocking on, in the old Inwood part over here with the rich people. Yeah. I was knocking on those doors. And over here in Bluffview. Yeah, yeah they mm-hmm. were loving it, though. They was like, oh, my God, young, young black male. Like, yes, yes. So I know he won. It was just, they took it from him, whatever. But then. So I worked on that first. Then from that, it filtered to Adam Magoo's first campaign that he won. He won a District 10 Councilman and Mayor Pro Tem. Okay. And I also worked on the second one, but that was later. So um, what that taught me was that all of the yelling we were doing outside the doors, all of the rocks we were throwing at the windows figuratively. Yeah. Let that be known. (laughs) Figuratively, they didn't hear Cause when I went to a city council meeting or a city council, a city hall meeting, um, they would say, Quincy, what do you think about this? And I'd be like, mm, I don't know. You should probably think about these people. And then, you know, this is how we look at it. And they would be like, great, put it on the board. <laughs> I was like, it can't be that easy. Like, yeah, or nay is how we're changing yeah. the next 20 to 25 years here with all of that going on outside. So thankfully for Adam McGo, I always mention him because he helped change. He also taught me um, he's a teacher at El Centro. So I took a mediation and negotiation class with okay. him for nine months, which helped tremendously. Okay. Um, conflict resolution. Okay. Um, because when you start to look at conflict in a way of like going towards it, because, you know, if you go towards the conflict, you, f- you automatically find a solution. The further you run away from the conflict, you'll never get to it. Yeah. And a lot of people like. They don't uh, like it. They don't like it. It's no. uncomfortable. But uncomfortable conversations breed resolutions. You know. And understanding. I and think. understanding. I think Of so. both sides. You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, the median. Where are we meeting at? You know. So he put me in that. He put me in that mind frame before farming. So, um, again, I had gotten shot from some old stuff. You know, I. I'm a rapper. I'm from North Dallas. I grew up off Skillman and Audelia, Park Lane, Walnut Hill. All it's of, you Garland, know. right? No, no, no. That's not Garland. That's North Dallas. <laughs> no, okay. I mean, if, it's right. So Garland is right up I know where Skillman is. So yeah. Skillman, Audelia, Forest yeah. Lane side? Yeah. No, nah, that's not considered Garland. Or we my don't consider I, it Garland. One of my friends used to, used to live over there. I think I know where I, I Yeah, know we don't area. consider that Garland. We okay. separate. But that's like, I don't think. That might be written on the geographical. Maybe oh, it is. Well, but to us over there, we call I mean, it North Dallas. Dallas yeah. is Dallas is a whole new city. Dallas now. is a whole new city. So uh, I grew up in the uh, the same places that now I'm going back to, to, give, uh, back. to give back. You know, and yeah. I was a you know I survived. That's all I can tell you. You know what I'm saying? I survived through it. So at the time when I met him, I had just gotten shot, and why that's important is because I I couldn't walk. Uh, for I think four and a half, five months, I was healing. I was very mentally exhausted and confused and hurt. I was angry because you know where I'm from. It's like a it's a religion, you know. So it's like if you didn't get me all the way, then the only thing I know is to get you. Yeah, you know, and I battle with that. Yeah, I really battle with that. Like I don't want to do that. I'm yeah. grown. I got a son. <laughs> I made it out. I made it through it. I'm not dead, but this is my religion at the time, you know? So uh, why that's important is because my brother, uh, 
He suggested that I fast. This is where it all started. Okay. He was I was like, man, I don't, you know, I'm an athlete, so usually I can eat what I want, go play ball, and it, it just fall off. But I was sitting for two, three months, and I was just, you Getting, know, blowing up. Yeah. You know, uh, also my mind was carrying a lot of weight. Yeah. And he told me, bro, just try fasting. It'll not only clear your body, but it'll clear your mind. So I was at, like, my last leg. Figuratively, that was another pun. Yeah. Um, And I tried it. So I started on a Monday, and no lie, by Thursday evening, by Thursday morning, I had woken up, and the sky was bluer. The music, music's, everything was brighter, greener. Uh, my body was popping up at 6.30 instead yeah. of sleeping, right? Instead, Because, well. you know, you eat later. So yeah. I, had, I did the intermediate where you can't eat after 10, you know. Um, so I was popping up. I was, uh, I was, I couldn't make myself mad. It was crazy. It was like four days changed my life of eating right. Okay. I called Adam. I said, yo, it's the food. It's the food. So the more I dug into fasting, Fasting led to vegetables. Vegetables led to where they're grown. Where they're grown led to urban communities and what it does for it, which was right up my alley because I was always I was already trying to affect change right. in those communities. But now I have a new resolve because I don't want to go march. I don't want to do that. Adam showed me another way, but I didn't have my way. Right. Urban farming, straight like that. So tell us how... How you how balcony box came? To- balcony box came by my manager John at the time. I call him my man. He's my business partner, <laughs> but he was my manager at the at the place I was at. Uh, I had the idea. I said, "Yo, everybody's coming. It's a pandemic. Um, I want to teach this, but they don't have land. Everybody lives in apartments in Dallas." So we looked over at some pallets that uh, some food came on. He's a carpenter, happened to be a carpenter. I didn't even know that at the time. He's like, you know, I do wood carving and stuff. I was like, really? We're sitting there talking. It was a stack of pallets at the end of the farm. I said, man, you you think you could take those pallets and, like, do a sample of, like, maybe a box for people's balcony? It's for the name. He's like, yeah, I think I could do that. So he did one sample. It was okay. The second sample is literally the, still the one we're selling, the the reclaim, we call it the reclaim wood box. Yeah, I've seen that on Instagram. Yep, that's mm-hmm. the that's how it happened. We looked down there, and he made it. He made the first one. I took it home. It was uh, it was too ven- too ventilated. It was too, uh, too open. So he made another one, a little more encapsulated, less heavy. And I was like, bro, this is a this is a balcony box. And he was like, did you make that up just now? <laughs> the name. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm a rapper, bro. That's what I do, you know. And he was like, okay, I think that's it. So it was me and John at first. And then from me and John, Claire Howe and Preston Howe were volunteers at the forum we was at. They overheard us talking. It's like a little movie scene. They overheard us talking and were like, yo, that is an amazing idea. Teaching people how to how to farm on their balconies because even in a three-by-three three box, the principles I'm telling you, if you ever do get on land, if you ever do have to go uh, forage, survive. Su- survive, survive, everything I'm teaching you, <laughs> that's why we use all or uh, like 
organic material. You know, we teach about leaves being nitrogen, dead yeah. leaves, you know. Yeah. We teach about a uh, 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 bird poop, uh, these different things that you can use, fish poop, stuff that if you got out there, out there you could find bones, a dead bird bone you can crush up, fertilizer. Um, that was the initial idea. So Claire Howell and Preston Howell are like, yo, if you need anything, uh, she happened to be a master gardener as well. So now we got our computer guy who's her husband, our carpenter, I guess our spokesperson, idealist, and then another master gardener. Our first consultation call with a lawyer, a black lawyer by the name of Saludo Uber, he's listening, he's going through it, and he stops. He says, look, I usually charge like 200 to $500 an hour for these. Mm-hmm. If y'all let me in the company, y'all can have all of this for free because I think this is an amazing idea. Now we up to five people. Total for the Total. for balcony box. Our sixth one came from another volunteer named Jessica who worked for Twitter. So now we got our social media marketing. It just literally within six months came together like that. And uh we just started going and uh we of course started doing our trial runs with, you know, uh asking people how they thought about it, what it was, right? you know, what they would like to see, what they would like to learn, how we were going to sell it, what the price range was. Uh, we had to, <laughs> we did a little mini back and forth with this lady in Colorado who had balcony buddies. Cause you know, when you're doing a, you can't have like a similar, whatever. Yeah. Similar. Know? Yeah. Similar. So name. we went back and forth with her. We won cause she hadn't made a sale since 2002. So we won that. Um, and we had the name. Uh, the website, some person uh, <laughs> had the website name and not using it and was trying to charge us $2,500. That's how the balcony-box.com came instead of balcony box because balcony-box wasn't taken. So um, it literally just came together in the middle of, like, one of the worst crises in American history, but it was for the people. You know what I'm saying? I wanted it to be directly for you and I. Yeah. You know, if I can teach you how to feed yourself, you yeah. become more independent immediately. And, and less reliant. Well, the same thing. Less, less reliant, reliant yeah. on everybody else. Yes, ma'am. So that's what it was about. That was that now that became my form of what I my, your my revolution. Yeah, you know, but your it was revolution. pretty yeah. and green. Yeah. And it was very it was more acceptable to people other than me saying, ah, you know. But it was still the same revolutionary tactic of saying we need to do for ourselves more because that takes the power away from the everybody. people, everybody else, yeah. you know? So that's, that's kind of how balcony box came together. Okay. Well, let's, um, I want to, I want to move into mindset vocabulary because I do want to get into, cause today's episode really is about how small and simple actions can still make big changes, mm-hmm. which I really think comes back to, um, kind of your story like your yes, intro ma'am. about what um just finding your passion finding your cause and it could morph into something different my lovely listeners i mean you don't i i really want to focus on that this month because i feel like sometimes we get overwhelmed mm-hmm. with the idea of impact and change and activism and everybody has to find their own their own why and we've done a lot of episodes on mm. that here with the show and uh, you know it's, it's kind of overshare's goal is to to provide information like that to all of you my lovely listeners because the more that you dig in and level up on your self-awareness and the more that you find your why 
the more you can change the world. Yep. And I really believe that. I mean, yep. and, and it just, it can take on so many forms and, um, let's just, I, I do want to touch on mindfulness. So let's do mindset vocabulary really quick. All right. Um, so I actually, have been perusing this little book here uh, called the little book of mindfulness that I have. And I'll post it on my social media a little bit later for you, my lovely listeners. But I, I really have been kind of reading this every day. It's a, it's a really pretty practical book. It gives a lot of little um, tidbits of things that you can do on the daily to kind of really hone in on mindfulness. But I really want to break down um, what mindfulness is, but this really hit me when I read this and I just want to read it directly from the book. It says, when you are on a journey, it is certainly helpful to know where you're going, which we've had several episodes about that on Overshare. But the, the, the key thing to remember is the only thing that is ultimately real about your journey is the step that you are taking at this moment. And that's all there ever is. And I, and I really think that that hones in on mindfulness because that's really what it is, is being more aware of the moment that you're in. Um, so... I really want to, mindfulness can seem very like, intangible to, to you, my lovely listeners, but remember, it's, it is a practice. It's something that you have to practice every day. You don't have to. <laughs> if you don't want to be, if you don't want to be more self-aware, you don't have to practice it. But if you are, you know, trying to become more aware and more appreciative of the world around you, um, it is a practice. And I really think it goes back to your breathing because this book talks about all that. Um, concentrating on your breathing, wow. being aware of your breath and being aware of what is going on around you in the present. I really think that there's a kind of misnomer about there has to be like some type of meditation or, or whatnot when it comes to practicing mindfulness. But you could do it anywhere, my lovely listeners. You could be in a crowded room and just sit there and focus on your breath and I just really want that to be the takeaway for mindset vocabulary today. Just really work on your breath. This little book is pretty helpful. I've been reading it every day and I can pick it up and open the book anywhere. And it kind of gives me some little tidbits about the Bible. It's a little Bible for this month. It is yeah. every month is different. <laughs> I have different, uh, different things, different materials every month, but this one is, um, you know, it gives you a little self guided meditation, you know, things in here and you know how to observe your thoughts how to observe your breathing but really just observing the moment and being present is really what mindfulness is about my lovely listeners and i really want to relate that back to nature this month and, and the environment and all all good things because like this is our this is our world this is our home this is this is the planet that we have to take care of. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, how are we able to take care of anything else? So um, I just wanted to, to put that out there and hopefully that gives you kind of a good concept of mindfulness. And I'll be reading out of this book every episode for this month, my lovely listeners. And like I said, I'll post this on my social media so that you guys can check it out. Um, the other two points I wanted to talk about in mindset vocabulary is this whole idea about the war on nature. Because mm. uh, <laughs> I feel like COVID and the pandemic really forced us to stop and pay attention about how we as consumers and people that, I don't, I don't even know what the word is to call it, but people who constantly are taking consumers <laughs> i mean i don't want to say parasites because yeah, we're, that's we're, a good one we're, i was trying to be nice we're not parasites but i'm there's just kind of this flow and the only the, the thing that really comes to my mind and i'll always remember this from from covid and the pandemic and things like that is when 
in Italy, uh, when, you know, the peak of COVID and, you know, there was nothing, nobody uh, out and about, uh, every, everybody was in isolation, that in Venice, there were dolphins that were swimming in the canals again because the water had cleared mm. so much because there weren't, there weren't as many people. The there weren't, clear. the air yeah. was clear. The water was clear. Yep. And I just feel like we've been so oblivious in our society for so long that I'm not, of course I'm not saying COVID was a good thing, but I have, I have told my lovely listeners that a lot of good things have come from COVID Definitely. and the pandemic. Definitely. A lot of business owners, a lot of people who found their purpose, their passion. And I feel like mother nature really made us pay attention to how <laughs> overworked she is mm -hmm. and how, you know, we can't, we can't be that way in the sense of treating where we live as a, I don't know, as something as that, rug. yeah, or yeah. just as something that you're, you're not mindful about yep. to bring it back to what we're talking about this month. And we're, we have such a powerful presence in that and we can do so much, you know, that's why I really wanted to have, you know, balcony box on today and all of the people that are going to be on the show for April are going to kind of show you that even the smallest change, the smallest stumble in their life has made uh, such a big impact, even locally, locally. And that's where that's my lovely listeners. That's where you guys need to start because mm -hmm. you can't go out there and change the world. Right. Uh, you can, but you guys really, that overarching idea can be very discouraging sometimes, yeah, right? You I feel agree. like you can't. Yeah, make sure. a difference I, um i use farming the, the biggest reason i fell in love with farming and gardening is about the mindfulness it creates um to your point of focusing on the next step every tree you see started with one seed yeah. i mean the biggest tree in you know wherever or the smallest tree outside of your apartment is just one seed yeah but until you plant it, it's just never going to, like, it's never going to grow. So it's not about grabbing a handful of seeds and throwing them in the air and hoping you get one. Just plant one, water it, take care of it, and it'll grow. Like, farming and gardening gave me a direct representation of God every day. I can see it every day because I'm only here for six to eight hours, right? So something, someone or an entity is making that pepper the pepper wasn't there yesterday i come yeah. back and i have a pepper yeah so i i started to understand more that i wasn't here to um force anything on this earth i'm just here to be a vessel of guidance you know what i'm saying like yeah. you can't yell at a plant to grow a lot of times hmm. we do that Right, you can't. I, I need you to grow. Yeah, that's what we do with our businesses. We do with our relationships. With we do with ourselves. Yeah, you couldn't. I imagine you coming to my garden, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna show you something. And I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> it's like what, what's wrong? With you can't do that. It takes time. It takes you watering. It takes a process, and that's why it's good that I get to teach this to kids because I get it. I get to relate it to in a in a microwavable world where everything they need or want everything they want is at their fingertips i have a way to slow them down and show them a process like if you play i promise you and i can make a promise i don't know because i'm not i <laughs> do not have a green thumb at all i don't you, you know what i always say alive, i'll kill it I always show my thumb <laughs> I always show where you put my uh, thumb yeah and i say neither one of us do <laughs> 
my thumb is just as yeah. whatever color is yours. It's just the habit. It's just the habit. I've lost probably just as much as I've planted, but that's life. That's life. You 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 put yeah. your seeds out, and you get what you can. You harvest what you get, and you learn for the next season. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't mean that you stop living or you stop playing. You yeah. still have ideas. You still want to try again. Yeah. You know, it's an, it's always a new season, right? It's yeah. always a new time in your life where something else needs to go in the ground, the soul, soil, soul. Yeah. You get me? So, like, mindfulness is one of the reasons that I was so, I'm just, I couldn't imagine myself at this point not doing it in some way, whether it's my main thing or it's just a hobby, you know? Because it keeps me literally, pun intended, grounded. You know, I get to put my hands in the dirt. I get to do something that a large part of the world isn't, but the the, the earth responds to me. Yeah. I haven't had to ask for anything in so long. Like, you know how people, I pray for this, I pray for that. I've been putting in so long that now when I think it, I have to watch what I think. Well, because it'll yes. come like it'll because come the earth doesn't the earth doesn't look at something as bad good right or wrong it's it's like oh if you're okay he, that's what you want it's like you're a great guy <laughs> here you go it's like no 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 I was a, that was a thought right but if you're if you the more you get connected with the earth the more those things will come you know and that's the mindfulness I've created is like watch what you do watch what you say watch what you think because. It's powerful. It's powerful. If you if I drop some seeds out of my pocket while walking out of here on some dirt, and that's not where I wanted them to grow, guess what's going to happen? Uh, They're going to grow well, on on dirt, yeah. on soil. Yeah. In, in, in perspective, of yeah. course. You know what I'm saying? If I drop something somewhere and that's not where I wanted it, yeah. it's still going to grow. So you got to watch where you plant your seeds at. That's so figured. That's such a, like a uh, that's so figurative, right? right. But it, it comes back to like mindfulness for, for sure. my lovely listeners because. I mean, maybe I need to get out there and kind of, and not that I haven't put my hands in the dirt or anything <laughs> like that. I am a, truly a city girl, That's whatnot. True. But, you know, I do notice what it's like to kind of have that tranquility and that peace mm-hmm. and that opportunity to sit outside or sit in nature. And, you know, I guess as Texans, you know, we, it's weird because we have a lot of a people lot of that, land, a lot sure. of land, a lot of people that work on the land that we don't even see. Yep. Uh, we don't know what goes on. We don't know the process. We don't know what it takes. Uh, we don't even know the logistics of anything. And I mean, and I think you would probably feel pretty powerful. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right that's word. A great word. That's a great word. But to be able to say like, I grew this. For or, sure. I, the, this is my this is the my results. My this is the thing I can't put in the pamphlet to balcony box because it's uh it's so esoteric that you know you can't put it on paper, right? It's not a religion, but I can promise you that the first time you plant a seed and we help you get through it, and the first time you cut your vegetable, you hooked. Yeah, it's I know. Over. I've been thinking about getting one of these boxes because one of the other guests that's coming on the show. You know, she kind of she talked about y'all and said, "Hey, like this is a great company, or you know, you know, people that you maybe want to have on the on overshare this month." Because I said, "Yeah, you know, maybe I need to do that and you know, grow my own vegetables and see." I like I said, it's hard for me to even keep a plant alive, so it kind (laughs) of it's very like it's it's overwhelming to think, oh, I could like grow food, like food, and go outside 
in my little, you know, my teeny tiny little mint for your margarita yeah. or yeah. Or just like a tomato. I would be ecstatic if I could one grow tomato, a tomato. Real talk. One tomato would <laughs> change your life. <laughs> one tomato. If I could do it and just That's the go outside and pick it, I'd be like, oh my God, I feel so accomplished. Because now you think, what else could I do? Immediately. Like yeah. that's what I well, I like to give my my uh balcony boxes. Like if you do this, I promise you, when you sit down after you eat that that BLT or whatever, mm. you're gonna be like, I wonder what else I could take in my own power. Okay, I just grew up I just grew something to nourish my body. I didn't go anywhere, I didn't stop by a place. I wonder what else I could do in my life to take hold of it. That's the revolution. And that's what farming and gardening does for people. That's what it did for me. It saved my life, straight up. Do you think that that is kind of the way of the future? Oh, for I sure. mean, with I mean, I don't want to sound like archaic to my lovely listeners, or like you know, be. I don't know. No, I don't want to say I'm not. I'm not saying we're gonna be like in a zombie apocalypse or anything like that. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying with the way the things are and the way the world is going. So funny. Uh, you know how are we, we're seeing things where we can't necessarily rely on other people to agree to, to get what we need or have what we need or. So you two know. two points and funny with, that you said that. Two points. Bill Gates is now the largest owner of farmland in the world bill gates one thing mm-hmm. and when i say if look you lovely i love it lovely listeners i love when you say that <laughs> um look up what the difference of farmland and just regular land is to have four hundred thousand acres of the richest soil in the world be the one of the richest men in the world and think that's a great investment right now should tell you something too it's funny you mentioned zombie movies, right? No, I just meant in general. No, no, it's a great point because I tell people, now that I start farming, what, so we've had a stint from 2000 to 2020 of just plethora of zombie movies, right? Yeah. Right, just so many. Yeah. What is a zombie always trying to do? Um, Eat somebody else? Eat. Yeah, eat. Yeah, but usually it's a person. But it was never about zombies. It was about the fact that we can get people where, you remember the toilet tissue stuff? Oh, with the the hoarding and all that? You remember people hoarding food, hoarding? Yeah. Yeah. They were acting like what? Like like mindless, mindless (laughs) zombies. Yeah. I promise you, you, if you don't eat or you and your family don't eat, for five to seven days and don't have access to food, the nicest lady like yourself or the street to street dude or a pot, everybody's going to turn into a mindless zombie. It's about eating. It was always about eating, not um, people turning into a monster. It was about the fact that if they take your source of food away, you will turn into a zombie because you're going to eat. It's the like you're going to need to eat. Period. It's so funny, I, and I'm not gonna be that girl that like always brings up her mom, but I I gotta I got I've been talking about my mom all day. So I got you good. I gotta tell my mom has this thing in Spanish que que todos todos acostumbre menos a tener hambre. My lovely <laughs> listeners, which means you get used to everything. You will get used to everything except for being hungry. For sure, for <laughs> so, sure. You could be musty for a long time. <laughs> 
a lot of stuff. So it just that being kind of, hungry, you'll never get used to it. That kind of like just stood out in my mind right for now because sure. I mean that's five the one days. Thing. Imagine not eating for five days and not having a way to say this is how like and yeah. you maybe let's say you got kids. I'm a man, so it's my say I'm the man of the household. My son is looking at me like. My my wife, which I don't have, by the way, lovely listeners, <laughs> is looking at me like, what is, you know, that's some serious stuff. And it won't even take, I say in five days, we talking about not eating in two to three days, you're going to be like, yo. Yeah, I'm ready hangry. To, yeah, like, I'm ready to run down yeah, with somebody. Like, like where's the mask at? Where's my, you know, it people will, so, so add, the, add two weeks to that. Yeah, I Add know. a month to that. But, uh, you know, you, I don't know. I'll just pull, I'm going to throw this out there because I don't want to get too deep into that hole. But especially with things that are happening with Russia and Ukraine and things like that in the world where we see people that are, I mean, we're, I think it's so weird that we're seeing things that are, we're seeing history repeat itself in the sense of how could that happen? So it's kind of being mentally prepared in mm-hmm. the sense of, is there going to be a point in time where I, I go to the grocery store and, and there's it's closed. No, it's closed. There's, there's nothing, nothing there. there. I mean, and you know, it's so crazy. It just happened. Because I was listening to another podcast kind of on the run up for this with Jane Goodall. And I, I don't know if my lovely listeners, if you don't know who Jane Goodall is, but mm-hmm. she's the lady with uh, the chimps and, and yeah, the, mon- the yeah. monkeys. And she just does, a lot, does a lot of humanitarian work. But she kind of told her experience about when she was alive when she was younger, obviously. Uh, and she lived through world war two and it was so weird hearing her talk about that because of how that shaped her and how she viewed food Mm -hmm. and viewed resources and how we treat the earth and the environment. Like people were very conscious of what they had and they didn't have. And I think we've lost that in, in the sense of we take everything for granted. We want everything instantaneously. And Overshare has talked about this in the sense of, this mentality of instant gratification and we want it now we want it right now we want it how we want it and i mean y'all the pandemic has forced us to show and it might be humble and not you you can't what does it say it won't happen again and who that's what i'm saying there's a way it's funny because i kind of have to keep my my bearings about me because i'll hear my mom say oh you know it scares me to go to the grocery store and there's not eggs and there's not milk and you know they're out of this or that and they only have what they have and in my mind i'm like oh it's okay like i'm very dismissive Mm -hmm. about it because Mm -hmm. i don't know what that feels like for sure I don't know well, what that she feels. Does. She probably does. Yeah, sure. and my, you know, Jane Goodall did. She yeah. lived through World War II. And, yeah. But, you know, I think, you know, things like this kind of make us resilient in mm-hmm. the sense of, Agreed. I mean, if we didn't go through this, then this is what I'm saying. Nature Conflict. is making us Conflict, pay sure. attention. My lovely listeners, like you have what you do every day, all your little actions you may think are insignificant but they make a difference for sure what you do like if you're growing your own food i mean granted there's some self uh achievement in that i would think so definitely but you know you're kind of sustaining yourself and i think we all need to figure out what that means mentally physically um emotionally because We've all been reliant on other things, I think, in society, um, social media, which, uh, you know, I've been taking a break from that lately. I, I'm just going to tell my lovely listeners I'm sorry because mm-hmm. I've been kind of absent from overshare with that. But, man, like sometimes we just need a break and we need to realize our surroundings and our environment. Agreed. And 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's so weird thinking about being like out on a farm somewhere. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Where does uh, does Balcony Box do that with um Yeah, we do a lot of volunteer so we do a um so we have different stages of our company. Um of course for so and we had to we're developing a new company, so we're learning, you know. Uh so we had to understand that the box is really nice itself, right? So it is a product. So it can't, it's not all just about everything I just said, right? If it's a box on the shelf and you like it, that's good for us. You know, yeah. that's a sale. So we have that. And then we also have the membership, which now you're diving into us helping you get through the seasons. To get your tomato, y'all. To get your tomato, because mm-hmm. it is hard in Texas to get a tomato. So now you're a member, you know, and um, when we have members, we do balcony box field trips every month okay. to different gardens. Uh, we just did one to Claire Howe's Church Community Garden, and um, we did one in my my old garden that I built, well, two of them, and I'm building a new one with the high school, so the next one will be there. So we do do a lot of uh, hands-on volunteer work, which equals us still being able to teach you as we go. So, yeah, we, uh, we're on farms, gardens, churches, you know, all of that. We just started a new wing where we do garden designs, we're like your front and backyard. Okay. We'll design it. And if you want us to build it, we'll build it. Because that's my specialty. I okay. like building environments. I don't build gardens. I like an environment, you know. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yes, ma'am. That's a good uh, kind of synopsis of, right. uh, <laughs> you know, kind of giving it a more of an impact for what an you guys are doing. Sure. Because... Um, and then you said that the the monthly their monthly field trips. If you do the subscription, yes, ma'am. Yeah, we uh we try to do them. I think the uh, so this was I think the last week the last weekend of each month. Okay. So, um, so there you go, you guys. Yeah. If this speaks to you, then make sure you check out Balcony Box on Instagram and add them and kind of follow them. I've been following them. They and I I noticed that you guys have a lot of kind of collaboration with other. Uh, well, I don't know if they're companies or nonprofits within the area. Yeah. I, I meant I mentioned the recycling center here in Dallas, which y'all, if you guys are not recycling, please recycle. I, you know, it's uh, and I feel like it's people for people who live in apartments. It may be a little bit harder, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. It just makes me feel better. I may be being selfish about nah, that, but good, it though. makes me feel better that like I have like you focus I, on it. Well, no, I mean, and now that I've moved, I've moved into a new new place, and I, um, you know, the city provided me a separate bin, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there's just a lot more steps that we can make to, Definitely. you know, Definitely. be more conscious, and you know, maybe some people are not totally into going out on a farm. I mean, I would try it. I mean, but just I would try it one, one day. I just I'm not a I'm not a, like I don't like to get dirty, but I'll do we it. We got gloves for you. Your nails look nice. You we know, got gloves. I just, wear your uh, boots. I just you can still wear like your little you know nice. <laughs> you can still look good on the farm. I just. I don't know. It's not my whole scene. And, you know, it may not be y'all scene, but you kind of got to find your niche. But I don't, I do, I'm a big, um, I'm a little bit hippy dippy when it comes to the environment because it's just like, we live here, y'all. This is our fishbowl, so to speak. And nobody's going to clean it except for us. And nobody's going to take care of it except for us. So just play your part. And, you know, if this whole balcony box thing speaks to you, 
go get one yeah. and I should Tell practice, people about it. practice what I website. preach. But, um, <laughs> you know, there's a few people that have come around. And one of the other guests that's going to come on the show, she has one. She said she loves oh, okay. it. Okay, beautiful. And, yeah. um, hey, you know, if it if it speaks to y'all, then do it. Um, I also started a platform called um, Gardening is Gangster. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a course for, uh, for more like the urban community with my music. I'm able to kind of cross promote you know the um and just change the narrative of what's gangsta like oh what's gangsta okay gangsta is being able to feed yourself instead of doing something that is illegal or crime or whatever like we're gonna say gardening is gangsta you know it's just the change of the word i mean um, it is though it's and gangsta means to me that you're taking hold of your life like it's something it's a revolutionary tactic like feeding yourself the reason they didn't go for a lot of bs back then is because they could tell them to get get off Their get land. off my land. Get off your land. I have a, gun. a well. I have a gun <laughs> to protect my family. I have a well with water. I have an outhouse. I have a farm. I have cows. I have like they were just more self sufficient where they didn't have to say yes to all of the BS. And do I'm you, not. Do you think you could? Do you think you could live like that? Oh, I'm going to. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to. I want to. Like I'm from whole, Arkansas. I was born in Arkansas. Like the whole outhouse thing, and like well, not whole, outhouse. I'm going to have a. I'm going to have a bathroom. But like the but whole. But I could homestead for sure. I want to make a homestead community. Actually, I'm working with a place called um, Heartland Farms in Atlanta, on the outskirts of Atlanta. They got about uh, four or five hundred acres, and mm -hmm. that's what they're doing. They're selling ten acre plots, and on your plot, you get your house. You get your plumbing and everything, but each family sells a particular vegetable. And so you, okay, you say, we're the corn family, right? So after 20 years, let's say it's 400 houses with 400 different small gardens. Okay, yeah. well, now you got to hear after farm grocery store right there. So the corn in that, in that grocery store is yeah. now connected to your family name, right, forever. So that means your kids... Have kids, to grow kids, corn. They don't have to grow it. Per, I mean, they don't have to go work it, but they can. Yes, yeah, it's, it's something that they can always have to build off of. But I mean, think about it. Where do you want your oranges from? Where do I want them from? Or where, where, do do we, where do they come from? Where do they come from? I mean, we, Florida. Florida oranges. Florida. Okay, so yeah. somebody started something in Florida, and now people in California, New York, Texas, Atlanta, they want Florida oranges. Well, they're because they grow, all those people are here they, in well, Texas I mean, now. They grow, but they grow. Yeah, I know, right? Good Lord, y'all. Hey, say we're full. <laughs> We people, are full. All those bro. people, all those people are living in Texas. Good Lord, now, we're so. full, man. Like, and it's no more. Stop running up the housing market. No. Anyway, right. um, but yeah, so it's just I would definitely homestead. Um, that's something I, I, I'm of course I'm a city, I'm a country city slicker. So I moved here when I was 12 from Arkansas. So, um, which is still kind of city, but more country. But so I still have a lot of that in me to where I do like reclusiveness. I do like, um, my own space. I do like acreage where, you know, I mean, I do too. I like to be reclusive too, but I, I don't know. I, I Being out there in the farm. country kind of makes me you nervous. Drive, you're not. And maybe it's because like I'm a brown person too. Like being out there, like in the no, boonies, nah. like well, getting I mean, pulled over, like out there is that's a different story. It's, that's I don't know. I just, that's a different story. And then story. like people out there, like everybody's really nice. Like when I've driven through towns like yeah. that. And it, you just it, gotta get in the right place. But I don't like that makes me very. Uh, you, oh, you think because like, they're nice? Why, like I feel like they're gonna like make me into a lamp. 
you know like i'm i'm very untrusting of people that are way too nice so <laughs> so i like get out like the movie get out have you seen get yeah out? that's i don't it's very um i i, I don't, don't know. know it's maybe it's because i've been in the know. city too long i don't know man Just, but i i could you know what i understand i'm from arkansas i'm from the place i right i grew up right up the street from the first integrated school so, you know, uh, Central High School, I know about all of that. But it's places where, you know, you just got to make sure you got a good man to protect you, you know what I'm saying? Or a good weapon, weapons box or whatever. You know, it's just protection. Like, But I don't think you got to worry about that. And I, you can drive into the city, though. You can, like, I, I, me, I would have me a nice house in the city or a condo. Yeah. And then I would have me, yeah. uh, 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 you know, probably, I would say five to seven acres of, land because you don't need a lot that's another thing that um people need to know about mindfulness and the environment you do not need a lot of space to make a big impact a front yard garden you would have to give away food in a front or back that's how much food you would have like you could make so much change just in a small area like your front yard with uh six to eight boxes you would be either selling it or walking up the street like, hey, anybody want some lettuce? Or to, you know, you would have to give it away or compost it. So a lot of times in places like this, Texas, we think you need the acreage. You don't always need the acreage. You just need a space and somebody to know what they're doing. You know, so don't don't settle. Yeah, well. She's like, know. I'll start on my balcony. Maybe. No, I mean, no, I, I, I would definitely try the, the box and see how, I like I said. I. So you wouldn't do like a backyard, a little backyard garden or something? I like I said I I've just recently moved into a new place and okay. it, it is a condo I do have a little bit of a backyard but I'm the girl who opted to put turf in the backyard because oh I don't want to deal with <laughs> mowing or Ma'am. growing uh gr- I, no I put turf back there Mind, mindfulness yeah. so <laughs> I I don't want to deal with it and it, but you know that space is I get it. I, you I, can still do it on top of turf. You can still, I mean, like, you can grow. You don't have to put things in the ground. It doesn't have to be your traditional on the ground farming. You could get you a, a four by four box that we could build. Yeah. And, that's you what know, I said. I'm going to have to get some like a little dill, box. Some mint, some tomatoes. Uh, you could get, you could have enough food in that box to where if you didn't want to get up out your chair or your seat and go out the house, you could go to the backyard. I, you know, and, we, and feed yourself. We, the, the, I'll just say because I'm sure my mother is going to listen to this, obviously. So the things, <laughs> hey, that, the the things in that box would need to be jalapenos, jalapenos, yeah, jalapenos, ghost peppers. Are you a ghost pepper girl? Well, habaneros, no, habaneros. Yeah, nothing is too hot. Are you one of those? Mm-hmm. I am not. Oh yeah. my god, we had a ghost pepper challenge at my last farm, and we wasted four gallons of milk getting people. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, people's mouth. To pretty, calm down. Pretty much, pretty much, it would be a box for salsa. Like I would do need. We do a, so. Yeah. We do that. That's you know? all, on our balcony boxes. We do uh, uh, mimosa boxes or margarita Y'all. boxes. We do, uh, or we'll give you. Not we do, but we'll give you the plan to have a salsa box. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you could do small stuff like that. Like it Y'all. doesn't. Like you were just saying, you don't have to think of it in this broad. I need to change. The, the world. world space. You change your space, your environment, and it will, Impact. every time somebody comes over, imagine that. Imagine having a little get-together, and you fix these uh, these drinks, and you're like, they're like, hey, you guys want some mint? 
Imagine walking somebody out in the back and just cutting it and dropping it right in. You are the coolest girl they know right then. And not just the coolest, but now they're like, dang. That was just a little piece of mint. It's not like you're getting full off of what you got. But it's the thought process of, wow, that was pretty that was pretty cool. She just went to her backyard and yeah. grabbed a piece of mint or grabbed yeah. a jalapeno and put it on our taco. And yeah. That is, now that's gangster. That's yeah. my little slogan. That's gangster. You know what okay. I'm saying? <laughs> okay. That, she's like, eh, I'm not sold yet. But no, okay. I mean, I, like I said, I'm going to give it a go. For sure. Um, and that was kind of, we. I didn't like segue. Do you have an animal? I do. I have. A, I have a. Yes, my little listeners know. I have a. I have my my pug, my my baby dog. Okay, my, so my little ta- baby. Taking care of a plant is just like that. It's just like taking care of an animal. I'm telling you, you just got to be the habit of when you go home and you say, "Oh, I didn't water." I mean, I didn't give her or him water. I didn't. Oh, I forgot to feed. It's just like that's what I teach. I don't teach how to grow. I teach the habit. Of how to grow because all you have to do is stay on top of it and it's going to grow like most people will leave it alone forget about it and then come back and be like oh my god me i just teach the habit just the way you take care of your pug well and hopefully my lovely listeners this is the way you take care of yourselves because you have to and i think taking that takeaway is like you have to be consistent and For sure. oh my lord maybe i needed this episode today because <laughs> this, last, this whole last month i have been very kind of checked out and i'm always really honest with y'all um for anybody that listens and tunes into the podcast because i just you know i know that there are times in y'all's life where you don't feel motivated and you don't want to do it and you don't have that kind mm-hmm. of umph. And mm-hmm. we've kind of talked about that on Overshare. It's not about it's not about motivation. It's about discipline and it's about consistency. Sure. Um, and that goes with everything in your life, whether it be um, a planner box or a dog or um, you know your plan to change the world, your and business, whatever, your business, your your fitness regime, mm-hmm. what, whatever speaks to y'all, and hopefully it does. Um, and like we're almost at the end of the hour, so I just want to, um, and we kind of hit on all the tips, tools, and tricks. I just want my little listeners to, to have that takeaway about the fact that these little things, maybe getting a planter box for your little backyard, you may not think that that's significant, but it is. Mm-hmm. It's going to have that that impact, and maybe somebody else sees it, and they want one, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to go into it because I don't we don't have the time, but just thinking about what it would look like if all of Dallas could be able to feed themselves. That's like the point. If everybody had. That was the point. And, you know, I feel like if all of us had those resources, we would be a lot more um, amiable to, towards each other. Mm-hmm. Like if you needed, you know, you needed a jalapeno right. or I needed a, a head of lettuce. He's speaking right now. Then. That's the it's, thing. It's not where I have it. You have it. We don't have to be. You know, we don't have to be assholes why, about it. And that's why I call We don't have to go to the store and buy 20 rolls of, to- you exactly. know, 20 packages of toilet paper. We don't and have to do that. it community as well. We call our balcony boxes balcony box community. Yeah. Because that's why, imagine an apartment complex that in the middle of a pandemic could feed itself. You know what I'm saying? Or at least sustain itself. It's not going to, you're not going to sit there and, you know, get fat off of it. But like, sustain yourself until things get back right to where you don't have to go be the zombie. So, like, this was my way of helping things out. Like, what if we have rooftop gardens on each balcony? I mean, uh, or each apartment complex where when things get really bad, 
we can resource ourselves instead of going crazy because Kroger or Tom Thumb or Walmart is saying, hey, you can't come in here. And it'll stop a lot of violence that might end up coming from people. Because trust me, like your mama said, what is it? Could you say it again? I wish I could learn it. Oh, that <laughs> you get used to everything. You get used to everything. Except for, except for being hungry. Said, I'm telling you, if yeah. you're hungry for more than, I would say two to five days, your mind does something. Yeah, no. For me, it's like, if I, I'm hungry, don't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't talk you're to hangry, me. Don't. Like the Snickers commercial. Don't mess with me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> like, you just turn into me. Mike Tyson on the podcast. Yes, exactly. Like, Straight up. So, I mean, y'all just, again, I'm, I, we're doing this series this month just so, like, maybe, you know, you'll find your, you know, your environmental niche this month and, you know, something will speak to you this month for what we're covering, but, you know, I have always emphasized over and over again that the more you work on yourself, the more it's going to ignite you to to be of service. And sure. I, I really think that that is uh, what we're here for. That's why we're put on this earth is to serve, uh, whether it be each other or a greater purpose or whatever whatever speaks to you. But that's why we're here. Agreed. Uh, there's no higher calling, and that is your job and your job alone to figure out what it is. So uh, hopefully that, that speaks to everybody today, but I do want to, um, so we close the show out with rapid fire. Um, (laughs) I did give, I did give Quincy the outline earlier, but I I don't know if he looked at it. I like rapid. I like to dodge, (laughs) you know, so let's do, um, let's do rapid fire really quick. That's beautiful. (laughs) Um, okay. So, if you could create one rule or law for everyone in the world and they had to follow it, what would it be? <laughs> God, it was rapid. Five seconds? Huh? Five no, seconds I mean, of, you're not oh, like on a timer. Okay, you just like, rule. this is just like, I'm going to keep asking oh, you one oh, question. Um, I have like three questions. Like rapid, Treat like, yourself like you treat others. Now, I said that backwards on purpose because we always say treat others how you treat yourself. yourself. But usually we try to so hard to treat others in a way we don't even treat ourselves. So I'm going to say it backwards. Treat yourself how you treat others. It's so weird that you said that because I was listening to that podcast earlier and that was, it, it's that tenant, like what you just said, is in almost every religion, no matter mm-hmm. what form or mm-hmm. It's the other way. Treat uh, do unto others as you would do do to yourself. I think it's something like that. I don't yeah. know. I'm not. I don't want to like yeah, all the people out it. there that <laughs> know the Bible and whatnot. Bible but thumpies. Yeah, I just I'm I may not be saying that right, but it's it's that's like that tenant is you. I think it's very universal. For sure. You For know? sure. I want you to treat yourself the way you walk around and try to be so courteous to others. That's great, but do it to yourself. Okay. For yourself. And what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Change. Be okay with not staying the same. Like um, the worst piece. Was that the next question? So what? The oh, worst. well, I can't. We can go there. Well, no, I mean, the worst piece I got was don't ever change. So the best piece I got was when somebody told me that was that person didn't love you. Because imagine me telling the plant not to do that. To grow. To not grow or not change. Or to, change. to die and then yeah, like regrow. Don't, don't change. Be the <laughs> I same. don't know. If, Stay the same. Stay I down. I don't know if vegetables no, do that. Change. Always. Constant change. 
And my little listeners, are always, I've said this time and time again, the only constant thing is change. Definitely. So that's the only thing you really, you so really can rely it. on. So, and you may not like it, and it may not be the way you think it's going to be, but it's coming, and it's going to be there. So, uh, Okay, and so I've been asking people this. What what are your three L's? So I'll, I'll, let, I'll give you the background. So your three L's are what do you want to learn this year, what do you want to launch this year, and what are you going to love more of this year? Okay. Uh, what I want to learn is um, how to be in the moment, but be in myself in the moment. Don't let the moment control who I am, you know, um, a.k.a. Will Smith, Chris Rock. Type thing. Oh my know? god, it's a whole, that's a whole uh, podcast <laughs> that's a whole episode. Part. But like, don't like the moment, like, because those moments will always be. But what are you, what are you, what are you going to do in those moments? Like, will you let the moment dictate your actions, or will your actions dictate the moment? So that's the learn, and then. What launch. do you want to launch this year? Um, this is always so, I get so excited about this. Cause every guest I have on, I'm like, oh my God, that's so exciting. <laughs> well, um, I don't think, I don't want to, I want to, so it's not a launch, but it's a expansion of, so again, I'm creating the gardens at uh, the school and um, I want to, no, I want to launch our own farmer's market in Oak Cliff. There you go. Simply put. Okay. And it's a, it's a large plan. Uh, it's, it's a site called DF Grub. Like DF Dub, but uh-huh. DF Grub. Okay. Um, that's one of the sponsor the gardens. They work with a lot of the restaurants. They basically a foodie site, but they work with a lot of the restaurants. So my goal at the school is to create multiple gardens, and f- and be the go to for a specific restaurant for you know whatever it is, uh, rosemary, small stuff. I have a commitment from a garden store. If I grow a certain amount of bonsais, we can be their wholesale bonsai, bonsai, <laughs> bonsai tree sales people okay. from the school. So it's not exactly a launch, but yeah, kind of launch my own farmer's market in, in Oak Cliff. Okay. I like that it's in Oak Cliff. For sure. I do. Uh, what are you going to love more of this year? Hmm. People who misunderstand me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> nah, I feel you, though. But see, that's why I see. I, it's a, I didn't say I was going to complete the mission. I said <laughs> what I'm going to try to do is love, them love more. the people that don't get it yet and understand that it might not be for you to get. But also, it's not for you to be able to dictate that I do get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because yeah. you don't, I can still love you. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? But also love myself enough to know that that's not the final ruling on my process and my progress. That's nuanced. But yes. <laughs> yes. I totally get that. I'm, I myself am battling with that, too. Battle. I'd it's just, a battle. I'd just rather retreat into my turtle shell of, sure. of, of reclusiveness. Into I agree. Just. And that's why I need to work on it because I don't, it's like. Just rather not deal with it. Yeah. Okay. You don't get it. Well, screw you and screw everything (laughs) you're about. (laughs) You're a detriment to me in the process. It's like, you know what? No, you don't get it. But it's not for everybody to get. Like, you know, nobody knew why. I didn't know exactly why I started farming. 
before like seven months before the pandemic, but I was able to have food for my friends. The same that. friends that was, you know, so like if I had listened to them say, bro, what are you doing on the farm? They would have starved that week or not starved, but it would have been harder for them to get food. So, you know, you just got to keep going. You, yep. That's so true. Everyone that's listening right now, you mm-hmm. just, just, even if you don't want to and what's the other option? I always ask people, what's the, so if I you don't, mean, what's the other option? You know, people, people make decisions to not get out of bed every day and, yeah. and, and face the world. And I mean, to be honest, look, we all do that. I'm not going to say. Sure. And if you if you have those days, my lovely it's listeners, okay. there's nothing wrong okay. with that. Because your host here has had those days, especially with this pa- in this past month with, you know, I've been questioning, you know, should I really be doing this podcast? Should I, you know, continue on this journey? And I've been a little bit lackluster with, you know, all of the things. And I have always made a commitment to you guys, my lovely listeners, that if anything, I'll always be present and be honest with y'all. And, you know, that's just kind of where I've been at this last month. And maybe this is kind of what I needed to jumpstart. And I promise you that when you find something that you love and that you're passionate about, you may have those ebbs and flows of, you know, I don't feel like doing this today or I do feel like doing this today or I'm extremely passionate about this today or... Whatever it may be, you know, this this roller coaster of, um, you know, I don't know, emotions with whatever it is. But at the end of the day, you'll find your way. You'll find your way back. And that goes back to mindfulness with just make sure that present moment, the moment that you're in is really all that we have. We don't have the future. We don't have the past anymore. What you're living in right now and being conscious of that is the key to um, being happy and being grateful for what you have. And uh, hopefully that starts y'all's week off right and starts y'all's month off right because it is April. April Fools, this whole show (laughs) was a lie. We are recording. Yeah, we are recording on April Fool's Day. Yo, but this this will funny. be. Yeah, I know this will be for your you know your jump start to your week because this will come out on Monday. But um, anything else you want to leave with the listeners before we close out the show because it's already been an hour. Um, no, this was amazing. Oh, she's amazing. She really cares about you guys. So you know, return the favor. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and keep her going like she's keeping y'all going. I, I, I don't have anything else to give. Okay. Um. Oh make- wait, I do have a donation. Um, GoFundMe. Okay. For uh, API, the API students. So somehow we'll link the link into um. Yeah, y'all. I can. What I'll do, my lovely listeners. Um, I'll. I'm gonna. Uh, you guys know that I post and things and whatnot, so that you guys can check out Balcony Box and Instagram, and then I'll link all of that information as Perfect. well, so they can donate they can volunteer you guys can get a balcony box for yourselves if you want to start growing your own stuff and impressing all your friends and your neighbors whatever um so check it out make sure you go and add balcony box on instagram right now and um with that uh y'all add add overshare on facebook instagram i have tiktok as well which i have i always make my plea that i do the best that i can with that platform and i don't have that i'm not gonna lie i it's not my favorite, but it mm-hmm. is what it is. And I do it for y'all. I do it so that you guys go and listen to the podcast every week. And hopefully it's working somewhat, somehow. Uh, and 
you know, like I, I want to just mention next week, we're going to be having another great guest on the show talking about her journey, her product, her environmental focus, all of the things for this month and how we can improve our relationship with the, the world, the earth and the planet that we're living on right now. And, you know, leveling up on your mindfulness and your self-awareness. So, um, that's all I have y'all. Um, I don't know what else. That's it. Make sure to tune in next week. The next episode will drop on April the 11th. Uh, again, please y'all leave me feedback. Give me a review. Give me something, <laughs> anything, a rating a on a spot on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Those are the two platforms that Overshare is on. And with that, my lovely listeners, the light within me honors the light within you. Uh, have a great, great Monday and the rest of the week. And remember to always, always speak your truth fiercely and with vulnerability.